Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Who dat, and welcome back to another episode of the Frenchman Connection Podcast, the exclusive New Orleans Saints podcast on the Belly Up Sports Network. Belly Up Sports, your new favorite place for all things sports. Tonight, uh, we're probably going to be getting into a few topics regarding the Saints. Ryan's back on Twitter, if you haven't found that out. Um, there was a there was some March Madness on Saints Twitter this week. You know, we won't we won't give any um not gonna give much airtime to uh to someone who doesn't deserve the airtime, but you know, uh shout out to our our, our you know, before we get going, shout out to Ryan Wolf <laughs> for winning the Saints bracket or whatever, the Saints Twitter bracket. That was kinda cool. Um but yeah, man, tonight we're uh, we're gonna talk about um, Ryan and Will really want to break down their uh, their cloud, so to speak. Um, these two are like the dra- the draft guru guys of the pod. Um, I was trying to figure out what the phrase was before we hit record. You know, X's and O's, not Jeffs and Joes, or I don't know. I'm over at X's and O's guy. Yeah, and these Jeff guys Bezos. are personnel guys. So <clears throat> let's talk about uh, let's. Let's let's go. Let's let's knock out some some quick current events before we get into our draft. I feel like our draft is going to be the bulk of of the episode, right? So we all know Breeze retired officially. He announced it on the anniversary of when he signed with the Saints. We've seen a lot of awesome tribute videos. We knew all that. We knew that was coming. We 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 said this, uh, you know, during the season. Um. Jameis Winston was signed as the heir apparent. You know, they guys, they're they're saying there's going to be a camp battle. Do you guys really think there's going to be a fair camp battle, or do you think this is basically Jameis's crab legs to walk away with? I, I'll jump in real quick. So, just the uh, the the short and dirty answer to that is, um, I think you have to publicly come out and say that. You know, no different than uh, commenting on an injury. You know, we hope to know sooner than later. Um, I just feel like you got to come out and say, yeah, we're going to have a great camp camp battle. Right. But, you know, realistically, um, Jameis is here to sling the ball. Uh, he had LASIK eye surgery for a reason. <laughs> as, you know, can see the can see the field for the first time and God knows how long. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you do that. You keep Taysom happy by saying what you got to say. But um, at the end of the day, I, I barring a freak injury to uh, Jameis, I, I really think that, um, you know, Taysom will just be back to thriving in the uh, – you know, the Swiss Army knife rule. What do you think, Ryan? I think depending on who we sign as a third quarterback will probably indicate what the thing well, we, is because if, if we sign somebody that's like a legit third stringer, like a like a Chase Daniel, that could come uh, in. I, What's that? We we have uh we have Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon, but I mean I know he started games with Denver, but right. I, I do think that they're still looking at a quarterback, if you ask me. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it may be through the draft. Uh it may be through free agent again. Chase Daniel may want to come back and, and back up Jameis Winston because then that way, if Winston gets hurt, then theoretically Daniel could pop up into his spot, and then you can keep Taysom in his role. But I mean, Taysom's not a, Taysom's no spring chicken either, and he's got a lot of wear and tear. And he got a, he, his head got knocked down a couple times uh, last mm-hmm. game last season, and I know he had at least one concussion, probably two. So. How long can he continue that role for is, is yet to be determined. Um, That's a good point. I, I do think 
I do think, though, going into the season, I'd say it's 60-40, Jameis. I think the players yeah. want Jameis to win um, yep. in the battle. It's, it's kind of like LSU's quarterback battle. They're, they're saying it just to, to be the competitive aspect of it. And Sean Payton, that's who he is. This is his first quarterback battle he's had in his 15 years for, for the Saints. So they're going to yep. lay it out there like it's at. But it's like, please, Jameis, don't look like crap in training camp. Win this battle outright so when we tell Taysom he didn't win, there's legit reason, not just because we wanted you to win. So, right. And after that video, I mean, this week, you know, I've been, y'all know I've been skeptical uh, about him. Um, you know, he's yeah. immaturity issues. He's a knucklehead, <clears throat> sexual assault accusations. Right. He's paying millions of dollars to Uber driver. But I, I, I'm here to say that I'll give him a third chance. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to see if, if you know, if we throw 30 interceptions, it's probably going to be a, a fun season no matter what. With with him leading <laughs> away, it, it's we're probably going to win some games that we should lose. That he throws five interceptions in a game, and somehow we 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 eke it out. And then there's there's going to be other games where it's just like, what the hell is he thinking? And we're going to get killed. So uh, it's going to be uh, my expectation level is honestly eight and eight, and that, that's what we talked about. We're good, and we'll get to the draft in a minute. But you know, us right. us drafting at twenty eight now, and we're talented enough, even with the losses of you know. Solid players. Let's let's not be let's not be yeah. around a bush. We, we've lost some, yeah. a lot of solid players, and that that that's you know you can't replace. I mean, we're searching for our number two cornerback right now. I mean, we we have nobody really. So I mean, we we've lost a lot of good players that's gonna be hard to replace. So we're if 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 we're stable at quarterback, we're probably an eight and eighteen. And if Jameis plays out of his mind, like a first pick overall could. Then if we get really great Jameis, then we could probably go 10 and 6, 11 and 5, uh, get into the playoffs. You know, if things go south, you know, it, it could go to 6 and 10. But I would say Vegas, if they had to put the line out right now, I'd say they'd probably set the wins at, at 8. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm – I don't know. like Just like you guys, I mean, I think – I guess it makes for boring, boring podcasting, but I feel like the three of us really have the same – feel on on have had the same feel on Jameis where it's like we know the arm talent's there we know last year in camp he could make throws that neither you know Taysom nor Drew could make in fact I think Taysom can make throws that most NFL quarterbacks can't make and it's never been about Jameis's arm arm or his athleticism it's been you know upstairs and just just making making the right choices and living, living to play another down and, and all that, you know, cliche stuff. And, you know, the off field stuff is, is definitely, it's concerning because, you know, stupid mistakes in life can translate to stupid mistakes on the field. So, but, you know, I, I watched his entire interview and, and listened to him, you know, talk about Drew and, and how he's, you know, he's honored to try to lead the saints and all. I mean, he's saying all the right stuff. So you got to give him that. So, uh, you know, like like you said, I mean, first quarterback sort of competition in a long time. So, if Drew make for him, I believe in him. If, if Drew is okay with turning the, the keys to him, I'm okay with it. I think I think they know that this this kid, man, if he puts it together, dude can he can win some he can win a lot of football games. He just makes so. terrible. Let's, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's not but let's not 
you know, joke around either. I mean, you know, to a to a huge degree. I mean, you know, we had Mike D on a while back, and uh, Detilier talked about it, and you know, he was straight up, you know. Uh, if Peyton could have figured out a way to get him in 2015 at one yep. overall, he would have took him in. You yeah, know, and you're going, and you're going. But we had Breeze, and it's like Peyton loves him, right. loved him, right. is happy to have him now. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. I, it's for me. You know, like, and I've even I've even said it on here before. For for me, it's not it's not the football that bothers me. Um, you know, the 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 decisions with the the you know the 30 picks bothers me. But it's the, um, you know, it's the off field, it's the character stuff. But I feel like, you know, he's tried to grow. And what I wanted to say, though, is, you know, just it is a tough pill to swallow. But let's be honest. I mean, we could do a lot worse. You know oh, what I mean? Yes. I mean, yeah. Because uh, there's there's some people in, in to each their own and, and maybe for, for the right reason. But, you know, there's some people, you know, uh, that love Ben Roethlisberger. And then there's some that will never give this dude a pass for anything, you know what I'm saying? So, right, you know, right. you, we could do worse is what I'm saying from a, from a sure. character standpoint. So, sure. um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's what, that's what it comes down to is, is does Jameis have it all together? And, and you called it, man. I mean, Mike, Mike said on the pod and I feel like Mike's, you know, Mike Detillier's word when it comes to the saints and what's going on in the building, I, I don't really know. I mean, maybe Nick, you know, Underhill or, I just don't really know anybody in the media who has a better beat on Saints. On like, you got inside locker room. You know, they got inside sources on for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and for him to say that, you know, Sean Payton's always had a thing for for uh, always had a thing for um, Brandis. I mean, so and then and then you had someone on Twitter that were just like adamant that the saints were going to draft for russell wilson i think the three of us said we didn't think that was going to happen we we've been saying this whole time that Jameis, there's like a there's a more than likely possibility that Jameis winston would be the starting quarterback and because all roads leaded to that like drew turning to him and during the game saying now this is your team you know the and and just like sort of the language that was coming out so you know but last season about him and you know, if you, like if like you, you said, if if the Saints are confident in him and willing to do this, then we as fans obviously have to have that same mentality going in and, and be excited for it because you know we, there's stuff we get to there's things that were, that Saints fan there's things that a lot of young Saints fans out there like a lot of a lot of Saint a lot of Saints fans it's funny because like Twitter even was like you know oh this old Saints Twitter versus young Saints Twitter. There's a lot of Saints fans out there that like they don't really know the Saints sort of outside of the Breezers. I mean, like if you're a 20 year old Saints fan right now, you were like five when yeah. Breeze became a Saint. Like my daughter's six. I mean, I, I, all she knows is Drew Breeze because I'm hammering Drew Breeze home all the time. She got the football from him, got to meet him, all that. But like when I was five, like. I wouldn't remember who the quarterback was for my favorite. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're a 20 year old Saints, fan, even like a 25 year old Saints fan, like, I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't remember the 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 Jeff Blake and the Aaron Brooks and you know yeah. Bobby Abair and and one of the Billy ones you know we had and, and and he ended up uh, going to the Panthers and it was just one of those uh, and Jake oh my God, Jake Delhomme, you know, let go, man, you know, um, yeah. 
Um, but you know, that just like puts it in perspective. Saints listeners, they're uh, Frenchman pod listeners. It, if you're if you're in the younger crowd, I mean, we're all like in our mid thirties. Ryan's forty nine, but we're you know Will and I are in our mid. <laughs> Just kidding, there, but uh, you know we're in our mid thirties. So like, I, I became a Saints fan when I was when I was thirteen. Charlie, and, yo, did you really say that? Go ahead. That joke to Ryan? Did you really say that? That he's forty nine. <laughs> That's just a That's joke, man. Ryan's 30. not 49. Ryan's you know 29, what? right? You're lucky. I don't know where you live at because I'll drive to Maryland right now. And I'll beat you. You don't know how I play. You don't know how I do things. streets, they get busted, son. <laughs> Ryan's oh, going to beat my ass. We, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Charlie's Charlie's side of the house. Look out the window in about 12 hours there, Chuck. I'm about to take Southwest Airlines straight to Maryland, sucker. Hey, Southwest has good flights in that at BWI, and it's a straight shot down the highway to my house too. Yeah, Charlie is spot on, though. There's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of the fan base that that doesn't know anything but Breeze. They don't know anything yeah. but you know. We went to a NFC Championship game his first year. We've got a Super yeah. Bowl. You know, they- and there's a lot of there's a lot of Saints fans that are not you know native to the area that became Saints fans when like Breeze showed up. These you know are I mean? those are the Saints fans that don't know what it's like right, to be a fan right. when your they damn don't. coach gives away your whole entire draft class <laughs> yeah, plus yeah. some for the next year for but you just know what's funny? But you, know what, you know what's funny though? It's this is gonna sound so and I've told this story more times than I probably should have, but it was Ricky Williams that made me a Saints fan because I played running back, little white boy in little league. I played running back, but like I've tried to play like Ricky Williams because like I wasn't super fast. I mean, I could run, you know, I was up there like the upper third of, of, of speed, like on in, for running backs in my little league teams. But like I ran hard and like, I try to run people up. like Ricky Williams was, he, he's crazy that he turned out to be such a weird pothead dude. But like, I be, I was such a diehard Ricky Williams fan. And like the, he is who, made me a Saints fan. It's like the Ricky That's Williams great. trade with the the marriage thing with Ditka and all like that when, that era is when I came into Saints fandom as a kid. You know, I grew up in you, a Redskins house and I for some reason I never really that was like years there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like I came in, man. When I came in it was bad. And then and then and then Breeze signs and I'm like, okay, well that's cool. And <laughs> You know, and then you know the rest. The rest is history. So for like younger Saints fans, this is this is quite the experience going from a top five all time quarterback <laughs> to a question mark. I mean, that's you know. so. Y'all think about when y'all, th- when y'all. I was just gonna say when y'all think about how the how the landscapes change from the Ricky Williams you know era back in the late nineties to like now with uh, you know today's cancel culture. Do y'all remember back when that happened? Like the draft, like they drafted him. Yeah, I think it was like Sports Illustrated or ESPN. Yeah, like we, there was no harm, you know, intended. But this was pre-social media and all this stuff. Do you remember, Dread. like Ricky had Ricky had dreads, and there yeah. was a uh, there was a Mike Ditka like photo shoot with him, where like he's got the big ass cigar and the long black dreads and stuff. Yeah, and like yeah, you know, a little weird. 
Does that stuff, that would even fly today, you know? No, a lot of dude, of course, hell no. They would be like, what the hell are they? What are they smoking? Dick, Dick would have got canceled a long time ago this day in HP being a coach. Definitely would have gotten canceled before other people. Yes. Hey, uh, before we jump into the draft, we do let, let's let's assess what our must, our needs, and our wants are. Um, last year at this time, when you talk about must. We didn't have much. Maybe maybe a linebacker to replace Anzalone, right? Uh, a wide receiver was, was probably a must. Um, I would say guard was maybe a want because we had Easton, but we we or slash center, I guess. But you you saw the writer on the wall at the end of last year. Sean Payton said we need to get stronger in interior line. So going into the draft, we'll hit it. We knew we were going to draft the lineman. You know, do we think that? We think I think it's a consensus. All three of us think that McCoy is going to switch to guard, and yes. Ruiz is going to switch to center. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So right now, going into the season, our our offense. I mean, whether we like it or not, we're not paying Pete fifteen minute fifteen million a year just to sit That's on the right. So, so offensive line. Ryan, go ahead, Mill. Go ahead. Will. No, I was just going to chime in on exactly what you said. Just to your point, uh, for everybody that's you know who is kind of questioning, well, why would we do that? Well, Ruiz is a is a true center. He did play other spots when asked, but he was drafted as a true center. And, again, this was something you could go back to our Detilier episode and listen to. He came in. He didn't have rookie camp because of COVID. Training camp gets cut short because of yeah. the uh, – he has an injury. He has no preseason. In what universe are you bringing a brand-new rookie – to snap the ball to Drew, it's it, that will never happen, you know. So by default, he had to go to guard, and you know, I, well, I just when, when we talk I don't about, think he, I don't ahead. think he's as bad as no. I was just, I'm I'm wrapping it up. I was just gonna say I don't think Ruiz is is half as bad as what his first year seemed like on tape. I think that was just a culmination of everything that could possibly go wrong as a rookie going wrong as a rookie. Yeah. Well, I think that the Saints kind of similar to Jameis Winston wanting him to win the quarterback spot. They wanted Ruiz to Ruiz to, to win the center position, but he just never had a chance to. Just exactly. never had a shot at it. He didn't have the and reps. I think McCoy, and I, you've seen the athleticism of McCoy. Dude, he's good. He's going to be a beast for a long time. He's going to be a good guard. Like, yeah, really good. I agree. Like if he's pulling or Ready kicking pull out, out uh, nailed it. He's going to be a, I mean, especially on the screenplay. Excited. I'm excited to see it. That's one thing about this Saints team, Ryan. You're talking about last year when we were looking at our needs. One thing about this Saints team is this solid offensive line is intact. And we re-signed uh, Hurst, who was such like a it. sleeper, like, contributor, lunch pail guy, as they say. Yeah. You know, like, you, you need All you need this. Kelamente, um, the, the better right, Kelamente, right. more or less. Yeah, right. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Finish. So, all right. So, must. This is what I would rank a must, and I, I'd yeah. interested y'all um, have a different opinion on it. I'd yeah. say, I'd say, weak side linebackers number one. If you ask me, number one. I mean, yeah, sure, we like these undrafted free agents. Sure, we like Ulysses, seventh rounder, but we have zero proven guys outside of Demario Davis. You know, so weak side linebacker getting that—that's number one to me. Cornerback having a number two cornerback on the outside. We got it. We got slot guys with PJ, 
Uh, obviously, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be our start nickel for as long as long as we can. He could probably possibly move to strong safety when he gets a little bit older. But for now, you know, he's he's a solid, solid nickel. So I'd say weak side linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver. It's a lot of unknowns after Mike Thomas. You know, we're hoping Callaway takes the next step. We're hoping oh, yeah. Deontay Harris can, can get a bigger role. Um, yep. But that that's, you know, Traquan Smith, we're hoping he breaks out in year four. But, I mean, that's that's way too much hope. So I'd go there, and then I'd say defensive end and defensive tackle. I mean, defensive end, obviously we lost Hendrickson. Uh, Davenport is probably not going to get his fifth your option picked up. Uh, Granderson, you know, he can, he can rotate on the other end. We can't keep playing Cam Jordan 90, 85% of snaps. And I think, I think last season was the first time he rotated out as much as he did. And then defensive tackle, we lost Rankins. Uh, we lost Malcolm Brown. So yeah, we like our young guys there, but that's still, uh, those are a must in my opinion. So we're going, what are we going to do in free agency to whittle that down to maybe three is, is yet to be determined. I, I I like your order and I like the uh, the names. Um, out of all those musts, as, as crazy as it sounds, and, and I'm not saying no. You know, this isn't the devil's advocate just disagreeing. But I would probably say, you know, where you're like, what would we whittle down? I would almost be willing to say like one of the ones that that I'm not looking as hard for. Um, and again, this is just me assuming the Saints know what they have in house and they're you know hey. You know, we're going forward. Um, I would say D tackle is probably on the, the bottom end of, you know, I just think on your modest stepping up into his own, you're still going to have your Stallworth, your Roach, Shy Tuttle. I, I think there's some some quality, you know, rotation going on there. You can always use a better guy kind of thing, you know. But, um, you know, fortunately, uh, I think it helps a lot, too, with these with these. So you're guys. making a need or a want? No, no, no. Um, out of out of your list of needs, out of your list of must, I would probably yeah. say that's my that's my bottom one out of out right. of it. For, for for me, yeah. So I will echo just about what you said. I think the only thing to me, and I'm not getting into the whole draft draft stuff yet. I'm just saying you have a great list. I think the only thing to me that's going to throw a wrench in the plans is here we are at 28. Regardless of what happens at uh. Uh, free agency, and there's a quarterback within reach. And I get it. You got Jameis. Whoa, we got it. But oh, look. we're gonna get there. We're, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not naming names. I'm just saying, like, to me, that that throws the wrench in everything. But oh, no doubt. In a perfect, in a perfect no world, just the way we're talking right now, yeah, we got Jameis. We got Taysom, Simeon. We're we're filled there technically. Um, I'm going linebacker straight off the bat. Sure, we got Bond, but if you want my opinion. You know, Bond was an edge rusher at at Wisconsin. My gut tells me after a year in a in a weight room in an NFL system, you you might. I'm not saying you will. I'm saying you might see uh, Carl Granderson, Zach Bond rotation. Uh, you dude, know, dude, Bond is a he's a he would be a perfect fit for a three four scheme as an outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're yeah. we're trying to make the guy like he's not a weak side linebacker. So what, what's right. he going to play if he's not rushing the passer? Sam, where he plays 10, 15% of the snaps? I mean, the yeah. dude's big. He can't, he can't run with tight ends and run. I mean, he's, he's athletic, don't get me wrong. But he's not – I mean, you need a weak side linebacker that's, that's good at coverage that keeps everybody in front of him. He's going to be chasing people the whole time, going and crossing routes. 
he can't keep up with him. Let's just be honest. So, right. no, but well, I, that's- I agree with you. He needs to put in, put on even more weight and be a rotational pass rusher because Sam yeah. Linebacker, who needs 10, well, 10% snaps a game on rushing well, down? Depending on, you know, depending on his first step, you know, his get off. I mean, yeah, he the 10 pounds are going to be there regardless coming out of college to year two in the NFL. But, you know, you're Vaughn Miller, and I'm not saying he's that category, but, you know, some of these other pass rush specialists, you know, they're not 260, 270-pound guys. You know, they're they're quick quick speed rushers. Um, but, yeah, so. Mike, uh, when Mike was on, he was talking about Vaughn. He was like, in the same kind of boat as as Ruiz it was like he, you know, didn't have the off season to yeah. yeah to really carve out a role and I don't know I mean I I don't know what I don't know I don't know what a bond you know what his ideal position could be like you said I think he really is a good fit for a three four outside linebacker but we don't run that and you know we don't we don't even run a four three you know we yeah. run like a we run like a four, four two, two five. five. Yep. So, so uh, <clears throat> well, just for to wrap all my stuff up though with, with Ryan, I agree with that with the linebacker. Uh, yeah, the a cornerback I'd probably go next, but again, this this all depends on scheme fit. Who's there? Who do you got available? Um, you know, they could be the first person we take. I don't know, but um, yeah. Uh, it, it all just depends on it. Um, I, I think you could b- get by, you know, right away with with rolling with Lattimore, P. Rob, um, uh, the the new Sterling Moore that we're bringing in, you know, uh, T.J. Carey, and you know, and, and just uh, to uh, touch on T.J. Carey. So, um, it, it, sorry to cut you off, Will. So you're good. He's he's a free agent from Indy. Uh, we're, we're meeting with him. He he started basically. 53 games out of 107 career games, so right at 50%. He started two games last year for Indianapolis and 15 games played. So he was, he wasn't a, a starter by any means. No. He shouldn't come more than $2 million, you would think. I mean, obviously, he's still a free agent at this point. He's got – uh, being more than P.J. Williams. Yeah. He's got seven career interceptions. He was, he was seventh rounder out of Ohio, uh, drafted by the Oakland Raiders. Played at Cleveland for a couple of years, and it was Indy last year. Again, Indy wasn't interested in bringing him back, probably very cheap. So yeah. I wouldn't hold our breath with T.J. Carey being the number two cornerback. No, not at no. all. Not at all. Is Ken Crawley still on the, on the roster? I don't, I don't know. I don't think, think so, man. I, I'll throw his ass out there. Ken, <laughs> I mean – he he started. I mean, he's, he had a whole year, right? Was that twenty sixteen? Where it was number two. Marcus Williams on his side the whole time. Maybe hey, maybe Chris Richard could get could get him. I don't know, but yeah, like I guess sort of for me to touch on what Ryan's saying. It's number two corner and whoever that number two linebacker. Well, I feel like uh, you got your number two still though. Like we never released P. Rob, did we? Yeah, but like P. Rob's kind of been inside, and he's well. But but so but do speaking. the breakdown. This is all I was saying, though. You got Lat, okay? Right. You pretty much are set at your safeties. You know, you're gonna have Jenkins. You're gonna have um, Williams. Marcus. You already know where Chauncey Gardner Johnson's gonna play. So right. P. Rob plus PJ. You know, for those out there that that hate the PJ, st- dude, I love it. I love having PJ back. You oh, know? I like him coming up and tackling. I say that for sure. He's 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 kind of like uh, James Hurst on defense, man. He plays a, a 
few different positions. He knows what he's doing. He's not not the most talented player, but he gets a job done. Yep. But but he's not right. your starter. You know, that's right, that right, right, he right. is your quality depth. He's your James sure. Hurst. You know what I'm saying? So Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think just out of sheer um supply, you'd have to go linebacker as the Saints number one need going into the season because question mark. Yeah, we don't have true starters at that number two spot, but we have multiple guys that could do it. Whereas we're in, we're we're a guy and knock on wood. We're a Demario Davis injury away from a Ooh. complete shit show at linebacker. This so, so we have a thirty-two year old uh, line, you know Pro Bowl linebacker, and after that, <laughs> why didn't did you guys see what Anal Zone signed to go to the Lions? It was like a million and a half bucks or something like that. He was terrible. He was didn't we pay him that? Yeah. Why didn't we pay him that to stay? He was serviceable. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't he Quan was, Alexander, but he was. He wasn't Quan. Exact. Athletically, was not Quan Alexander, but he could the play. PJ Williams of linebackers. Be honest. I mean, yeah. you could play exactly. You could in a pinch. I mean, he started for us before we traded for Quan. I mean, obviously, we traded for Quan for a reason, but he's a, a a bubble guy who's like right there. He could start for you if you needed him to. Especially yeah. when you have nobody. When I saw that contract, I was like, I wouldn't understand. Maybe he just wanted to – I don't know. Maybe they were just like, all right, I've seen enough. The guy didn't fall on the ball in the end zone in the playoffs. Uh, he got burnt in coverage a bunch of times. But I don't know. Yeah, I always it, thought that Adelson could have developed into being a really solid linebacker. And for that money, plus you drafted the guy, I don't know, man. Plus he's part of that, that 17 draft squad that you'd like to keep as much as possible. Maybe he, want, maybe he wanted the, a fresh start. Maybe. I mean, I, hey, you trade for you, – you're the starter, and then you trade for a guy, and then and then the guy gets hurt, and then they, they force to go back with you. It's like it's like you're, you're with this chick, and then this new guy True. comes into high school – and your chick's like, yeah, screw this dude, man. This this new awesome guy came in. He's gonna be the starting quarterback now, Mox. And and then and then like he gets hurt. And then it, it dude, it's the varsity blues story. You're and a then, scholarship to Florida State. And then, and then she wants to come back with you. It's like, nah, man, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, I could see why Anelzone wanted to take that blonde hair up to up to uh Detroit. I mean, I the familiarity is there too. I mean, his defensive coordinator is going to be, you know, the old DB's coach here. So I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. It's and you know what? He might be an Aaron Glenn guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like Aaron Glenn could have possibly been his one of his best advocates on the team. And finally, Sean Payton was like, "All right, we've seen enough. We need to go out and do something." So yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes sense. I just kind of wish for that money. It almost reminds me of the Mark Ingram deal. Like for that money, why didn't we just keep Mark Ingram before instead of letting him sign with the Ravens back then? But um, yeah, I mean, it, Ryan, you mentioned wide receiver. I I feel like Traquan just kind of is who Traquan is, yep. right? Like he's not gonna be anything else. But I think that's good enough. Like for this offense, especially with Jameis, you know, like Jameis can throw the ball down the field, man, and. And like I feel like that guys like Traquan, they, his skill set is going to be more on display in a Jameis Winston type of offense where he can get the ball down the field a little bit more. Um, 
you know, Maybe. and Callaway, dude, I'm the biggest Callaway fan, like in Saints world. I, I'm all about this guy. He's got it, dude. I saw him because coming out of college, Callaway was more like a, a runner, right? Like more of a, a, a down the field kind of guy. He wasn't Cal- a zone beater kind of guy, but no, I but, saw but, him. But, but coming out of college, Callaway was, was, I think one of, if not one of like the top five or ten best uh, 50-50 ball guys in right. like all a, of college Right, like a down-the-field kind of dude, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, but yeah. I watched Callaway, when he was in there, just eat zones, man. Just find the pockets, get in there, come back to the ball when you're catching it. Don't just sit there in the zone like a, you know, like a statue. Come back to the ball, help your quarterback fight through the DB to catch the ball. I saw him doing things that, like, you start to see wide receivers in the NFL do year, year two and three. You know, not everybody coming out is Michael Thomas. I'm 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 going to be the biggest Callaway fangirl until he proves me wrong. But and he did, he did you know, the dirty not, work with run blocking too. And I swear, like we, we're going to find a late round receivers that know how to run block. Like Brandon Coleman. If you are yeah. tuned with Sean Payton and what Sean Payton expects out of his wide receivers. You know that blocking downfield is – I mean, that's why Brandon Coleman stayed around on the roster for, for so long because and especially that 2017 season, every it felt like every big run we were ripping off, it was Brandon Coleman downfield making a big block. Wide receivers blocking, it was the Meacham. Remember, Meacham was like our best blocking wide receiver during those years. That, that's all Nick Toon could do. That's all Nick Toon could do. <sighs> yeah, he didn't – He didn't. That, that was definitely the Vegas days when they would go – Oh, well, let's draft recap. Let's go party in Vegas for the weekend and get ready for Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. All right, who's ready to draft? (laughs) So, I mean, I feel okay at wide receiver. I'd like to – I mean, who's who's the number four guy? I mean, you got to throw Harris in there, right? So he's probably like the number three. You got Callaway probably at number four. He's got to get a – you know, and and I get it by default. You know, he's doing what he does. He's an all-pro, you know, kick returner. But to me, yep. with that speed, you've got to get him more involved. Maybe not in every Dude, play. He was the MVP of that Bucks playoff game. It, it got to have some packages. My, my worry, though, like I didn't mention it as a need, but then you go to tight end. So we're, we're rolling the freaking dice on Adam Trotman taking a huge step. Huge. <laughs> That Dude, I was okay. Yes. So we signed to being the number we one tight end. He he's going to be fine, Ryan. He's going to be fine. He's got he's got Jimmy Graham hands. He was PFF's number one rated blocker um, at that position as a rookie. And then you've got Vanette that you just signed, who is a blocker. So yeah. you got Josh Hill two So I do. I I think there's room on the roster for you know another young guy. But then part of me also thinks like, well, you know, I know the Saints and. They love these veteran guys. Not they a love the veteran. Here's just just a just a thing on tight ends. I'm a I'm a huge proponent of two tight end sets. I feel like two if you have two legitimate tight ends on the field at the same time, you put the you put opposing defenses in such a predicament because the the personnel that you have to bring yeah. out out there to defend that. It can put you in some vulnerable uh, situations in the pass game. It's a but how much did we but run? How much did the Saints run a twelve personnel though? Not okay enough. I mean, you could probably ask Nick. Nick probably has that number on the top of his head. But where I, where I was going with this is like me personally, I love it. I think we ran we ran a decent amount of it um, with Cook and the other you know Troutman and um, and Hill. Hill. But looking back at Jameis's career, Jameis 
has never really been a big tight end guy, right? Like he's throwing the ball down the field to Mike Evans and Godwin and Brayton. I don't know. Like maybe the offense is tweaking a little bit to fit the strength of the 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 eventual starter, which is moving the ball down the field. I mean, you need a good tight end, and Troutman is there, but. Maybe that's like why we went out and got Josh Hill 2.0. And, you know, I guess we'll see in the draft and the rest yeah. of the agency, but what other free agent tight ends are out there that can really do it? I mean, Johnny Smith's gone. Well, 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 don't, well, don't sell that position short, though, because who this wasn't a free agent signing, it was actually a trade. But in what universe do you get Who Man as a tight end on your roster as the number three, like we did several years ago? And he's actually on the friggin' field playing and blocking his butt off. So with who man, we're running three tight end sets. Well, where I was going with that though is, you know, that might just be another Sean Payton uh, specialty that that he's got somebody dialed up that's already in the league. That's like, look, we'll flip a six rounder for this guy. We we need him as our you know third. I don't know, you know, could could be it could be a draft target, which brings us into our draft discussion. Yes. Okay. So, use use guys. You have your you have your cloud at twenty eight. Uh, I have PFF's um, latest mock that they have up here. Um, you know, I, if we're gonna go with a mock, right? I guess we'll go with PFF's because they're kind of like they're well respected. I'm not gonna go to like CBS. Can, can we say? Uh, can we go through positions real fast and say who will certainly be gone? And that that way you have. Because I already did the numbers. It'd be easy for, for us to run through, if you don't mind. Go Sean. right ahead. All right, Take so, so quarterbacks. All right, and help me on this too, y'all. Um, quarterbacks, we know four to four to five are going to be certainly gone. Four to five. Mac Jones is on yeah. the fringe. Um, and and we, we talked about if Mac Jones falls past I, probably 12. I'm opposite. I'm, I'm trading. Opposite. I, I think Mac – I, I agree, four to five, but I'm opposite. I think Mac Jones is – he's in there. I think somebody's taking Mac Jones, period, dot, and dash. And Lance Falls? Fields Falls? I mean, he, you know, I, him or Fields, one of them I think will fall because think about it every year you go into the draft and there's always um, there's always some sort of negative press on a guy for whatever reason, and they do it so they can snag guys. I didn't realize this, and I'll shed some light to the listeners just to let you know, oh, ta-da, I did some homework. Um, in what universe does the Washington Redskins somehow land freak defensive end um, from Mississippi State a few years ago, um, Montez Sweat? So I yep. started doing some homework on this guy. Montez Sweat had a top – I don't remember if it was a top five or a top eight grade. Hands down, he was gone. And they started pushing some BS pre-draft. And um, everybody took him off the board. And Washington's like, nope, nope, we'll, we'll jump back up and we'll take him, you know, wherever they, wherever they took him at. Because if you start going through the numbers and you say, my God, how does a guy like this, you know, put up these sacks and do all this stuff as a rookie? And then you just go and you read the write-up and you go, oh, it's because he was supposed to be a top five pick. Well, there you go. And I kind of think that's the same way with with Mac Jones is like, you know, oh, he's an Alabama quarterback and he only did it for a year. And I'm like, yeah, but the dude was a four thousand yard passer, seventy seven percent completion. Like, that's okay. a whole lot better so, than some so, of these other so, guys. So if he falls past twelve, 
do you trade this year's first round, next year's first round, and say a second next year to trade up to get them? Chuck? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, I would too. I mean, to find your next quarterback is everything. It's worth rolling the dice on it, as we've seen. So uh, to kind of get back on track, so four well, to five. But like the, the one part of me that's kind of apprehensive about that is, is J- I mean, Jameis is only what twenty six, somebody. Like but 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 you, let, let me here be a rookie contract. I know that's what Will's about to say. Right. That's right, exactly right. what I was going to say. You know, for everybody that goes, oh my god, well we got Jameis. Da, 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 exactly. But if Transition. you follow, if you follow our pod and you know that we're here for the informed listener and then for the casual fan that we want to inform as well, you will also know that, you know, we talk about Nick Underhill a lot. He's got a great write-up on everybody was like, oh, my God, the 2021 cap's going to be so bad. And Nick's like, here's a pretty good write-up on why 2021 might not be the year to worry about, and it might be 2022. And if you oh, notice yeah. – all these contracts are being restructured and pushed out. Dude, so. Look at my look at my tweet that I said a, a couple weeks ago. I said these contracts. Just look at you look at twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three when the when the cap. And I even talked, dude. Like I, I'm not I mean tweet my own, toot my own horn here, but I even talked about the Amazon and TV deals before the cap was yeah. even announced, and these deals I remember were that. announced because I I knew it was coming. Um, well, well, what I, I knew, I knew these these renegotiated deals were coming because you knew the Amazon thing was coming down the pike, and you knew the TV deals were expiring, and you knew that once the stupid pandemic is over and fans are back in the stadiums, that's why the cap got crushed so bad. Well, um, you you knew that the cap was going to absolutely explode, and it's going to go from two to two fifty to three three. Before you know it, the cap will be three three hundred fifty million dollars a year. Well, where I wanted to go with all that, just to tie it up, where we can get back into the positions and all, was that, uh, you know, yeah, could Jameis be the guy? Yeah, I mean, certainly, I get it. But what happens after this year, okay? It's a $5.5 million deal, but if he meets all these incentives, it bumps up to like twelve. He's not coming back next year. He's not coming back next year for $5 million. So why would a round one quarterback be crucial? That's why. Salary implications. I just I get it, but I don't know what Sean Payton's bar is for Jameis. Like, is oh yeah, it, no, no, none of us do. No, but we're just like if Jameis if Jameis gets us to the playoffs, I mean he's probably the guy. Yeah, but but here's the thing: he gets you to the playoffs. Now he's a playoff quarterback. Now you got to pay him bigger money. Nine times out of ten, you're going to have to franchise tag that's him because okay. you that, don't want to get. I know that that's okay because. We don't have, I mean, the cap next year, and, you know, I know we can wiggle around caps a good bit, but next year I think it's even uh, tighter, tighter hoops go through than what well, we did this year. But well, that's, next year that's, I think we do it next year, right? It's going to be, dude, well, that's it's just, just going to be another massive punting of the can. Like the, the road, kicking the can down the road, the road doesn't end. Yeah, well, that's it the does thing. not that's, end. That's like, but that's where I'm going with the whole, like the basis of this is, you know, this is just, you know, generically, you know, I'm just generalizing it because I have no idea what their plans are, if they're going to want, you know, him long-term. I'm just looking at it from the outside, looking in going, yes, next year is a, is a pretty rough situation cap wise and kind of like the Patriots this year, the Patriots have gone out and paid everybody under the sun. Well, why would you do that? That way you can set yourself up to have talent around a cheap young quarterback. Well, sure, they got Cam Newton, but it's one year and it's over. 
So who's your best comparison for Mac Jones? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He he does move well. Solely, in the he the, the subtle steps he can take in a pocket when he he recognizes 70, coverage. Drew is a baller. He was younger. Drew completion. Seventy-seven um, so percent. There you go, right there. Do you would you would you trade up for someone who we feel like has like Drew Brees type talent and ability? And the answer obviously is yes. Yeah. Right. So, the, all right, Ryan. The go. thing is that the biggest knock on Mac Jones is he's not the prototypical new age guy like Mahomes, like Lamar Jackson, like Deshaun Watson, who when the pocket collapses. They can roll out and still make a good make it happen. That's the new age right. quarterback. We know that. So right. what did Drew Brees always need? A strong interior line to keep that pocket from right. collapsing in that subtle movement. And that's what he did yep. five years ago, two years ago. And then once he started getting right. banged up this year, he did the last two years, he didn't do it as well. When that pocket collapsed, right. he kind of panicked a little bit. But prior, yep. he could take that one subtle step. And, I mean, people are ripping at the ball, and they're two, three inches away from him. And he takes that one subtle step, delivers on a dime. This year, that kind of went away. I think I think all his injuries kind of added up, and it was in the back of his head, especially in the playoff yeah. game, the second half. Like, you know, you don't want the, the dominant suit jumping on you. So, Matt Jones has those subtle steps. He knows he knows how to go through his progression, one, two, three. Like Zach Wilson, you talk about BYU, he hasn't even had to go through but one progression. So, they're hoping his athletic ability – is going to translate to, okay, let's teach him how to go through progressions because he hasn't had to do it. He's got this one guy he's throwing to, and he's got the arm to get it there. And, and you're like, going to get a bunch of scrubs but for the most part. So, you know, well, you're going to be one able to of the worst things, And one of the worst things on evaluating quarterbacks, too, that kills me, and I get it, this is why you have combines, this is why you have pro day, granted we don't have the combine, is – for all intents and purposes, you know, you saw Trevor Lawrence do it at a, at a, at a, uh, uh, on the big stage, you know, and everybody's done this. What scares me with this year's, hey, and I'm not saying he won't be good. Full disclosure, I'm not saying that. I'm saying what scares me with this year's guy with Trey Lance is we are basing everything off of one year at the FCS level. That's not, you know, he's not playing uh, Sunbelt football. You know, he excelled in an immaculate way at the FCS level. But, you know, obviously, you know, the the scouts and the the GMs and everybody, they're in the know. But I just hate – I hate thinking, shit, I'm I'm picking in the top five and I have to take a guy based on his projection. I don't want a projection. I want you to say, you did this in college, you do – you know, you're going to evaluate like this. Get, you're on my team. You know, I hate to right. take a, a project guy that high. I would, I would say, um, I would compare Mac Jones to a more athletic Eli Manning, and I hate to do it. I hate to do it, but I'd say a more athletic Eli Manning, a pocket passer who can move a little bit. But uh, I think for our listeners that want to hear some names that we got to get into the, the cloud. Yeah, go. It's been a, a month or so since we recorded. I think all of us can talk football, not quite like Mike Detillier, but we were. We're probably, um, you know, up there with them if we can. Uh, give us anything and we can run with it. Now, Mike Dettelier could talk about James Hurst, which he did for about 30 minutes. And if we, we, we joke that we could talk about the signing of the fullback that we had and Mike Dettelier could run with it for about 30 minutes. So, yeah, that's all, he's a football guy through and through. That's football guy, through. yeah. So, all right. 
four, four to five quarterbacks. We know it's going to be Lance. We know it's going to be Lawrence. We know it's going to be Wilson. We know it's going to be Fields and Mac Jones, most likely. Okay. Running backs, I would say zero right now. Of course, Najee Harris, Travis HN can jump in there, but we don't know that yet. Uh, wide receivers, three Jamar Chase off the board, Devontae Smith oh, oh. off the board, Jalen Wilder off the, off the board. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to. Because I'm doing this with you on some of this, I'm gonna bounce it off of off of me. You know, I'm not gonna go into it, but we agree on the quarterbacks, the 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 running backs. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. You got Harris, ATN, and I would even throw in the North Carolina running back, Javante Williams. He's a Javante Williams. I I definitely think there's potential for one of them if somebody late says, "Oh my God, you know, let's get them, let's get them." But I don't think they're you know, I don't think they're guarantees. No. You know, like the quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I damn near feel like that's a guarantee. Wide, wide receiver, three. Yeah, so you got the – I've got uh, – I'm going Chase. I'm going, uh, you know, Waddle, uh, Devontae Smith. And I'm either going to go and uh, – I'm going to throw in a fourth one, and I'm, I'm going to go as far as saying Rashad Bateman. Okay. Um, just because he's six foot two to six foot three, and he ran a four three nine, um, okay. and he's – I just you know he's freakish, so I, I'm going. I mean, I'm, I'm going guaranteed to be gone at 28. Oh yeah, yeah. You think so? Oh 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 by 28, yes. Yeah, so, by uh, 28, guaranteed to be gone. Guaranteed. This is all assuming we stay there, though. Yeah, yeah right, right, we, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, guaranteed to be gone by 28. I would probably go as far as saying, um, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm, I'm saying four because because there's a couple of teams that are picking after those three guys that could that could definitely you know I mean think about it um, yeah the um, you know I'm, I'm using another weapon because I I, I want to kind of go over like the depth of this class really well, it, it, like, well I think I think the Ravens are still looking for a true number one and I think they could get one and I also think that you've got um, the Colts who just landed uh, Wentz. They could go line. They could go D line, obviously. But um, I think you know, putting another weapon around Wentz, you know. So I, I do. I think there'll be four receivers. Okay. So uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts will be the only tight end. You agree? Yep. Yep. Okay. I, I would say four offensive linemen. You got Sewell. Um, you got Slater. Slater. You got Darrison from Virginia Tech, and you got uh, Vera Tucker from USC. Do you, would you Agreed. add or take away any of those? Um, I, I 100% agree with with every single one of those, um, and I may even well, we're talking only at 28 because there'll be some people behind us that could use line. Yeah, so I'm thinking uh, four definitely going. So defensive tackle zero, but like you said, uh, Barmore would be the only one that would. I would say oh, yeah. I'm not there, saying there would all, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying it's a definite. I'm just I'm saying uh, there would only be one. Okay. Before us, if 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 it went, but I'm not saying a guarantee. I just think if there was one, it would be one. It would be Barmore. Okay. And then defensive end is another tricky one too. I'd say, like you said, Quiddy Pay from Michigan would probably be one that's gone by the time it gets to us. Uh, then I mean, guaranteed Great. to be gone. I'd say that's probably it. Then maybe Jalen Phillips. I, I would. I would. I would go. I would. I would actually flip flop them. Um, I would say Phillips. Is going to be after um, Gregory Rousseau. Uh, Rousseau opted out this year. What's funny is you go look at their stats, and uh, 
the year before Phillips was there, Rousseau was a freak. He opts out this year. Phillips fills his right. spot, and then he's the freak this year. My only problem that I have with, with Phillips was when he left U, UCLA for Miami, he was his brain was just bashed in from concussions. Um, the NFL obviously will vet that process, of course. That's why he's getting first-round consideration. I love Gregory. Jalen Phillips. Yeah, wow. Um, uh, but I so, love. Gre- so I like Gregory Russo. Would you Miami say has a, uh, Miami has Aziz Ajulari going too, though? No, that's uh, Georgia. Right. But you're what saying you definitely. Oh, oh well, no, 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 no. We're we're talking. Me and him are talking true defensive ends. Aziz Ajulari is more of your edge rusher. Oh, okay, well, okay. So you're you're well, like you're I mean, talking important types. You can, add, you can add him in. I mean, he, you know, he, linebacker. You know, three, four linebacker. I mean, you can add him in. So well, I, I yeah, would well, say, that, you know, I would certainly throw him in there as well. Then, yeah. So you, are you yeah. saying three, two, or three? Definitely going no, at twenty eight. But, but yeah, before us, and and I would love Ojalary, but yeah, I would definitely throw him in there. Yeah. I would okay. say he's so let's going. say three defensive defensive ends slash you know pass rushers. Let's say three pass yeah. rushers. Yeah, there you go. All right, linebacker. Definitely. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna throw in a potential fourth one because I told y'all before this whole thing started, Penn State had a pro day, and their yeah. defensive end Jason Owa, who's already getting mid to late round first round consideration, mid to mid to late first round consideration at two hundred and was it 257 or 267? He ran a 439 today. Three. Six or five. Yeah. I mean, definitely going at 28, they will. Maybe not, you know. Um, I'm saying definitely going like off the board. Okay. So we okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So, yeah, I'll say four. Um, okay. I'll so, say four. So, so linebackers, if we're, if we're not calling Ojalary a linebacker, we're calling him a pass rusher. I would say two uh, in Parsons. Obviously, yeah. in um, the Notre Dame linebacker, I'm going to try to say his name, Jeremiah Uwasa Karamayu. Cormoa. 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 J-O-K. That's all. I, I'm going to say J-O-K is gone by 28. He's, he's too Man, talented I, not to be. I don't think he's, he's going to be there. Woody, Woody. And he's, he is my, like, dream draft guy, too. You know, like, God, yeah. I want that dude. But, yeah, he's gone. Okay. You know, so three or two or three? You agree with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would definitely say, um, you know, at least two. All um, right, cornerback. Because because there could be more, but you know, yeah. All but, right, corner cornerback. I think you would agree with me that uh, J.C. Horn really shot up the draft boards, and he's gone. Be probably the number one taken, and then Patrick Sertain, uh second is is going to be off the board gone. too. Uh, Caleb Fairley, I know it's somebody that you liked for a while. And, yeah, and with this back injury, I don't – I mean, maybe we can redshirt him, but I, I don't know. If, I would say two for sure. Caleb Fairley might be there, but I, I don't know. I'd say for all intents and purposes, uh, he's gone too. Um, I, I just think – Really? I think the talent's too good. We, I mean, th- we're at 28. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're telling me somebody at 26 or 27 – or G- some, GMs, or even lose, the, GMs lose GMs that are picking twenty five and below. They lose or, jobs over misdiagnosis well, and stuff like that. Well, not even that. 
we're at 28. Think about the guys that are picking at 33, 34, 35 that are saying, I'm coming up. You know, I got to get ahead of the Saints. We saw it last year losing the linebacker from Oklahoma, Kenneth Murray. Um, We got traded in front of. Yeah, I I think – I think the talent's just too rich there for Farley okay. to uh, – So so safety, I'd say the kid from TCU, Trevor Morig, is probably the only one that's going to be drafted ahead of us. And he's more of a free safety, so we, we wouldn't be interested in, in him if we're looking at extending Marcus Williams at some point. But he, he is the top free safety in draft. I think he, I think he does go before us. I wouldn't Agreed. touch him. Yeah, he'll be going. I'm glad he'll be going. Okay, so so we just named about twenty guys that are definitely gonna be gone. So then we get to our, our, our cloud at twenty eight without naming those guys that that we just named. So I know we're running long on this pod, so we're gonna have to kind of speed it up a little bit. We wanna sure we we wanna we thought you know who we get in the football conversation after a month. This is what once you get sorry, once guys, you get going, sorry, guys. but I mean we we have good stuff. We're gonna throw some names out there, you know, for our listeners. If this is something that you want to research, you can just Google the name and see how they're fit. But, I mean, we know what the positions we need. And whether whether they say it or not, I think Mike D even said this, like, yeah, oh, yeah, we drafted the best player available. That's, that's bullshit. People draft the best player available at their greatest need. If it works right. out, it works out. You're, we're not drafting an offensive tackle on this draft. We're just not. It may be the best player available, but we're not going to draft them. It's that simple. So, especially in years past, we draft for need. Peyton last year, was Carlos Ruiz the best player available? Hell no. Hell no. And I'm not going to talk about picking one pick behind the Vikings to get Justin Jefferson, which still burned, chaps my ass, you know. But so, but, but like you said, it, it's all need-based, you know, because, you know, even, though, even, even go back to the, to the year you took Ram check, you know, like, well, God, we still had Zach Streif. Well, guess what? You knew you needed another right tackle. Bam, there he was. And he was the number one tackle on the Saints board. Go yeah, four, fourth round and on is best player available, which we suck at. Yeah. But everything else is, is you know, you, you draft based on need, mixed. I mean, you combine yeah. it, too. Let's just be honest. So, uh, so at 28, where's your cloud at, Will? And I, uh, I'm sorry to, you know, speed you up, but that's that's No, uh, you're good. You're good. So, so um, I got a couple guys in mind um, for, for 28. Like you said, as far as the line goes, I'm probably not going in the line. Um, you know, I would be at, sitting at 28, maybe tinkering with a, with a running back, only if you did not have um, Murray anymore. Um, and yeah, that, and that would, would have to be a new that would to me that would have to be a gaping hole there. I don't think you would you would take him and be like, oh, we'll figure like you know, yeah. Um, so for me, I'm running through the whole entire offense, and obviously you're looking at a a, a playmaker on the other side of Mike Thomas. Um, I know I mentioned Rashad Bateman's probably going to be gone. Um, I'll be look, man. I'm a Florida guy, and and y'all might be sitting here thinking like, oh my god, you know they're talking about Kadarius Tony. He's got Percy Harvin-like skills is what they're comparing him to. But, uh, you know, knock him, down another, knock him down another two inches and give me Rondale Moore from uh, Purdue. Um, squatted 600-plus pounds as a, uh, as a freshman at 18 years old. He did the bench press at his pro day 24 times, which was better than I think like That's nine. Well, that was better than 
I think like nine or ten linemen that went in the top three rounds the last couple of years. Just he's a freak, freak athlete. He's a four three guy. Um, he had you know it was a COVID year for the Big Ten. He only had forty four catches, um, but he caught all forty four balls. He had no drops this year. Um, you know, just you don't have guys like that. You know, come through all the time. And the best thing about him, man, he's a football player. You know, it's all you can ask for. It's just he's gritty as a football player. So that's kind of my guy um, on the offensive side, only because I'm gearing away from the uh, from uh, Kadarius Tony. I'd love Bateman. I think that would be a realistic option, Bateman. But I think Bateman will probably be gone. Um, then you get outside of that. Uh, I think Barmore's gone at defensive tackle, so I'm sliding a little bit there. I'm actually going straight into the linebacker spot. I love JOK from Notre Dame. Nine times out of ten, he's probably going to be gone. Um, so there's another name that's out there. It's it's kind of all over the place. You see him in round two. You see him in round one. Um, I really like Joseph Asai from the University of Texas. Um, he's another one of these speedy linebackers. He's like a um, three yes. four battle, huh? I, I mean, it, it, it kind of, kind of, but I mean, like you know. That's kind of a weird fit too with Zaven Collins out of Tulsa. You know, that's another another really good one. That's kind of in my uh, that's kind of in my cloud. Yeah. Um, and and even even going a step farther. And I know listeners who are also LSU people will be like, "Oh my God!" You know, that's you know you're not going to get these a second round guy. But look, you don't pick till sixty in round two. So if you want your guy, you got to make happen. Um, I could even see the way he's climbing up draft boards right now. Uh, a Jabril Cox being a late pick in round one. Um, and you know, Mike Dettelier really beat the drum on our pod for him said, he's just, he's an outstanding fit for us. Um, get out of that linebacker stuff though. Really the only other spot that I'm, uh, um, you know, searching in my cloud. Uh, I know Ryan's not a big, big fan of him. I love, uh, I got three DBs, you know, at cornerback. Um, I got Asante Samuel yeah, to each his own. I've also got, um, Washington's Elijah Molden. Y'all need to uh, look into him. He's a uh, he's a blue blood. He's a pedigree saint, you know, former saint. Uh, Alex Molden, you know, daddy. And then uh, lastly, um, I, I don't know how much our listeners watch football outside of SEC football. Um, uh, me and Ryan and Charlie like to do best bets and you know break out the gambling Twitter during football season. So I find myself watching. Lots of games that I probably shouldn't be watching. Sending us texts at one in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I really do like Miller. the uh, uh, Pat, Fitch, Pat Fitzgerald defensive guy for uh, Northwestern at Greg Newsom um, at cornerback. Um, I really do like him a lot. Um, so that's kind of some, some guys. That's some names that I have right there. Um, I think a sneaky guy that could get it could creep up into round one again late. I um, mean, he's a, he's a round two kind of guy. This would be my last one would be, you know, Barmore's gone at defensive tackle. I really do like uh, Davion Nixon from Iowa at defensive tackle. <laughs> he has got some, some really stupid numbers. Uh, when you look at, you know, his tackles for loss and his sacks as a, as a defensive tackle, it almost, it almost seems like he could battle Barmore for, for defensive tackle one in this draft. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, but like I said, uh, all that really goes out the door. It goes out the window, you know, if there's a quarterback available or if they decide to move up for something. Um, and that's not just the guys that I, I like because some of the ones me and Ryan named that we think will be gone. 
I don't I, I don't know who they would move with, but I mean, full disclosure, I don't think the Saints are sitting tight at twenty eight. I think they're gonna. Yeah, find I was a guy. gonna ask like that's you guys' cloud guys, but if we were to move up, who any of those eighteen? Any of those eighteen? Would that would that be moved for? You know what I mean? Any of those eighteen? They're, 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 this draft is top eighteen. 20 head up 20 maybe heavy then after that it's second round grades dice roll right when you when you when you go like ryan just said with second round grades to to be honest if you're gonna sit if you're gonna sit pet plus these blue chip players the best thing you could possibly do is drop back is drop back and get some capital because at that point everybody's everybody's the same so uh, and then right, and my, my, my draft for... Well, let, 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 last thing I was going to say, I'm just going to finish up from from Charlie. Charlie said, "That's your cloud if you're staying tight at 28. If you think they're going to move up, I don't know where. I don't know what we have to give up to get up as high as we need to give up. And this is not a quarterback trade up, but I think if they're going up, they're going up for a uh, Jeremiah Koromoa has slipped." you know, a little bit. They're going to get him. Another one that I don't think will be there, it's going to kind of blow everybody's minds because we do have Troutman. If for whatever reason, Kyle Pitts starts to slide a little bit down into the teens, I, I could see that they're going to go because he, he's not just a tight end. He is, he's damn near a, a you know, a hybrid. So, um, you know, there, there's some. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, that that's it. I mean, you know, um, another one. You know, you need you need help on the line. A Ojalary, love the guy, freakish. Um, I just don't know that we've got the capital to move up for one of the corners. Um, I think you would literally have to kind of settle on Farley and be like, yeah, well, like you said, we'd redshirt him. That'd be me. Because um, I think Sertain's gone. I think uh, Horn's gone. I th- I just think they're gone before you can get to him. You know. So I, I do think that the Notre Dame linebacker is going to be gone. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So then you go to what our needs are with the best player available. Will that be yep. Missouri's uh, Nick Bolton, who I, I know Mike Patelia, again, mentioned on his uh, – we're, we're going to ride that coattail as long as we can, I can tell you. Uh, <laughs> it was so informative, though. <laughs> it was very informative. Oh, you like, could go oh, back and listen to that thing like five times and, and, and come away with new information. I, I'm gonna let Ryan. I'm gonna let Ryan finish, but I just want to say, look, listeners, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to take money. I, I don't want to take money away from Mike Dettelier, but if y'all don't want to buy his draft guide this year, just listen to that episode. It literally yeah, was okay. like the draft guide. And we're gonna try to get him on before too, just uh, so he can break it down. But so Nick Bolton, you know, he's he's only six foot one, but he's a thumper and he's a fast guy, sideline to sideline. Uh, Missouri linebacker, I mean, he, he's unbelievable. I think he would fit well. Again, we need a weak side linebacker. We need somebody that can move, that can guard a tight end. We need somebody that can guard a running back. We need somebody to go across the routes and has great vision. He's one of those. Uh, Zaven Collins from Tulsa, he's kind of the opposite of Bolton as far as size goes. And one thing that he's 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 athletic freak. He's, he's about 240. He compares himself to Brian Urlacher, and he actually said that he sees himself as a Sam linebacker in the NFL, which kind of concerned me. I'm like, why would he say that? Does anybody telling him that Sam linebacker is kind of getting phased out in the NFL? Why would he say that he sees himself as a Sam? Well, he he, I mean, he's had quite a bit of picks in his career. He could be an option. I mean, it's, it's against you know, what's 
all American conference is what Tulsa's in. So isn't the greatest competition, but he's a freak and he's a, he's a really good kid. He would be a good addition. I think that you put him at weak side linebacker, you got him and DeMario Davis, and he could probably move over when the, when Davis does retire to be that middle, to be that Mike. That's the bad thing though. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself because you know, the, the Brian Ehrlich comment, but you know, you can't really discount where these guys play college football at because, you know, Erlacher was a New Mexico guy. So it's kind of like always bet against all that New Mexico. Coming? Always bet against New Mexico. <laughs> it's my college football betting advice. You'll be rich, trust me. Yeah. You'll be building your own name condo in a desert somewhere. All right, uh, getting back to it. Georgia's cornerback Tyson Campbell. He's six foot two. He's a pretty good guy. Uh he could be worth a look at 28. And then, as, as Will said, if, if Najee Harris or Travis Achan fall at 28, which they both, one or the two will likely do, this was more of a want than a must by any, by any stretch of imagination. But I was hoping we would fill a couple musts before the draft so we wouldn't have to worry about it. But if you, we want to save Alvin Kamara's tread on his tire as much as we can because. Camara signed to a great contract. He's a great player, but we want to save him as much as we can. And Murray's serviceable, but let's face it. If we can get another running back like Najee Harris that can wear down a defense, pound, 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 and then you open it up, or Travis Achan, who could do a little bit of everything. I mean, he's kind of – he could be like Alvin Kamara 2.0. I mean, think about how hard that would be to to cover for a defense. I think you would go – I think you would go in that position, Harris or the North Carolina running back, to to, to have your for offset fit. to wear for down. Fit. Yeah, but yeah. if you yeah. draft the best player available, I'm telling you right now, and I, I'm, I'm very oh, no knock on Etienne. I like no, him. I, I'm very partial. Okay, Travis Achan. When I saw him as a freshman in high school, I went when I first moved to the town he was in. I saw him as a, as a, a freshman in high school, guy. and I asked, I asked this, my maintenance guy I was with. I said, I said, man, I said. He's got to have a scholarship. He said, he's just a freshman. I said, a freshman? I mean, when I talk about this guy would catch a pitch and the whole team would be chasing him like the little giants. And he would just be stiff-arming everybody to the ground. <laughs> and he would score a touchdown like every third time he, t- he he touched the ball. It was insane. And this is Class 3A football in Louisiana where defense, 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 and they could not tackle this guy. So then he went to, and then Les Miles tried recruiting him as a cornerback, like a big dumbass that Les Miles is. And he was turned off. Yeah. Dabo, Dabo Sweeney, fresh off of a championship, flies his private helicopter to the small town, woos him, yard star running back, freshman year, gets him. Coach O gets hired, tries to get him back. Too late. He's committed to Clemson. Too late. Coach O tried to put the full yeah. court press on, but it's a, do- a day late, dollar short. So when I say Travis Achan, it, he he could have went out last year and had the same draft position. His mama said, "No, yeah, yeah. you're getting your degree." Yeah. When I say he, yeah. he, his legs are stumps. He he wanted to learn how to catch the ball because they didn't throw him the ball his first two years. He said, "Throw me the ball. I could catch the ball. You just yeah. not give me the ball in a passing game." Yeah. He showed him that he could do that. When I say he would wear down a defense, he would wear down a defense. If he's available at 28, you pick him. And you pick him and you have a two-headed mantra with him and Kamara for the next five years. Because I'm telling you, yep. nobody's going to go against that. And it will go against us need a linebacker, us need a cornerback, us need a wide receiver, us need a defensive end, fetch tackle. But I'm telling you, 
he would be a difference maker. So let me get off my soapbox and get back into it. <laughs> All right, another guy I would like would be, and this is not a Homer pick, somewhat Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall to me is the next Mike Thomas. I'm saying that his catch radius is unbelievable. You throw the ball up, he snags it. He's six foot three, two hundred five pounds. Right now, Mike Thomas is six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds. You don't think Marshall's gonna gain ten pounds between now and then? He's Mike Thomas. Watch. This is going to be saved. We're going to have this. It's going to be archived. Mark my words. Terrence Marshall is going to be a good wide receiver. And I'm telling Unless you right now. Unless he goes to the Ravens. Those are the facts. Nobody wants to go to the Ravens at this point, right? Nobody wants to go to the Ravens. But I'm serious. If, if, if we draft him, then you got him. And, and then Callaway supposed to be a speed guy, like you said earlier, right? With the, with the at Tennessee, he had – 20-plus average yards per catch. Then you yeah. got Deontay Harris. And then you put two possession guys there with when you have you, not a sure thing with Trotman, in my opinion. I mean, that's what you need to make a quarterback comfortable. Because I'm telling you right now, Terrence Marshall is going to turn heads. He was a number one receiver coming out of high school. Jamar Chase jumped him, but he came back. and I mean, 13 touchdowns. He was Burrow's go-to in the red zone. And he, he's got a catch radius unbelievable. So I'm telling you right now, he's going to get drafted a lot higher than we all think. So that's my 28. I'm going to jump into my, my second round, and then I'll let you go right after Will. Uh, Javante Williams, again, he was close to it too. I said a couple months ago, Javante Williams, when, Najee when, Harris. When you, say, when you yeah. say second round, are you saying like for us at 60? We're, we're going to – no. Okay. Our next pick. Our next pick. So, I mean, Eric's, okay. Eric Stokes from Georgia, cornerback, Eric Stokes from Georgia. That that would be a great 60, you know, 60th pick overall. He's probably going to be picked way before that. So, I would say him, Jabir, Jabril Cox, like you said, and also Michael Carter, uh, running back for North yeah. Carolina, yeah. Who, who's more of a passing game. I mean, but think about it. If you had an offense you could run where their running backs are interchangeable. When, when Latavius Murray gets in a game, they know he's either blocking or he's running up the middle. Imagine having an offense when you had two running backs can do the exact same thing. Yeah. It hasn't really been done. <laughs> so, yeah. We you know what we lack in the running back position that we haven't had in a few years is a closer. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I guess Murray could be that guy if we're in a position to need to close a game out. But, like, remember Mike Bell? That's why I like Najee they Harris. See. And and if you want my opinion, that we're talking our draft. Najee Harris's best fits probably Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean AFC North for sure. All right, so just to touch on my third round, we go back to you because we're we're running way over because we love football way too much. Third round, Tyler Selvin, defensive tackle, Marvin Wilson from Florida State, defensive tackle would be good picks there. Shelvin's got weight issues, third round, one of those comp picks, it's good to go. Uh, but I will say this, keep an eye on Davis Will, uh, Mills, the, quarterback's, uh, the quarterback from Stanford, because he was a five-star prospect coming out of college. He chose Stanford over a lot of big schools, okay? And you already know that Peyton has a really good relationship with Sanford's coach. 
If he gives yeah. us better advice than he did on a Pete pick, maybe, just maybe, Davis Mills could be a guy. And that would be a perfect guy to sit behind Jameis Winston for a year, to sit behind Taysom Hill for a year and develop. He's a, he's a physical freak. He had a great pro day. Davis Mills, third round. Keep an eye on him. Will, what you got? Yeah, I mean, that. I'm just kind of in it for my uh, my cloud at 28 because after that, you know, on, on draft day, you know, it draft night gets stupid. Y'all know that. Everything you've already – everything you know about draft day, forget about draft day because when it when the, the bell goes off, everybody goes nuts. They – I got to get my guy. But there is a guy that I absolutely love that I do think could be there in round two, but I also think there is – very strong potential for him to be there in um, round three when we pick um, with our comp picks. Actually, there's two guys. Um, one's a wide receiver. Um, a friend of mine, Ben, you know, we uh, we watch a lot of football games and, uh, you know, when, during the whole, uh, you know, best bet stuff. And um, whenever uh, Michael Pittman was still at Southern Cal, he had a running mate, Amon Ross St. Brown. And I will argue anybody that at that time, uh, Southern Cal had the best uh, receiving core in the entire country. And I think that would be an, a great fit at receiver opposite um, uh, Thomas Amonrod St. Brown from Southern Cal. But there's another guy that I have, you know, I told these two, uh, Charlie and Ryan, you know, I love Rondell Moore. I kind of kept this one quiet because I want it to be like my love. But <laughs> we're getting up there with Marcus Williams at safety. We love where we have uh, CD, you know, in at, at nickel. You're getting some age on Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, yeah. There is the other safety at TCU. He's five foot eight, and I know that's kind of like our, our Darius yeah. Washington. He is flat out statistically better, PFF higher rated, than his running mate Trayvon Moreg is. It's the typical um, Russell Wilson goes first overall if he's six foot two ahead of uh, right. you know Andrew Luck. It's the same thing. If he's six foot tall, he's the best safety in the whole entire draft class. And um, it's uh, it's our Darius Washington from TCU, just a a freak of all freaks when it comes to it. Um, it looks like Steve Smith playing defensive back. Um, you know, I'm not beating the drum for like little guys, you know, because I know I already named off Rondell Moore, but um, <laughs> Washington is definitely a uh, is a is a name to watch. And being that our third round historically has been a very good money round for us with finding very quality players, um, you know, I I could see you know I could see a player like that fitting in because um, you know he plays bigger than he is. You know, it's not – we're not talking like a cornerback like Jason David who's – you know, you're talking a safety that's um, not a box safety. You know, he's not playing in the box. He's not – I mean, he's he's back. Um, you know, he's – he's he's in – I don't know, man. He's, he's just one of those guys that uh, it's really hard to uh, – you know, really yeah. hard to, to, to turn the page on once you've uh, um, got – and I – and this is – I'm going to wrap it up here, but who I really make this comparison to – Look at his stats, and he's really only done it overall for like one season, like game-wise, with our Darius Washington. And I make the comparison at safety as the same way I did to Ryan Ramchek. Like, Ryan Ramchek played one year of major college football at Wisconsin, 
and was still a first round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This guy has played this guy's played one year overall, like, you know, game wise of major college football at TCU. And he's still getting at a minimum uh third round consideration, probably higher. You see what I'm saying? Like there's still his better football to come kind of thing. So I don't know. But anywho it's a great episode. We had a lot to. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We, we haven't even touched draft it. Nut, you're a draft nut. I hope. Hopefully, you, you yeah. made it through this hour and twenty minute episode. I mean, that was a lot. Line. Look, we'll we'll we have some time before the draft as as well. So we'll probably have, you know, maybe some more info. Because I know you two could go on for days about draft stuff. I'll, I'll even go as far to, to finish up with what Ryan said with Davis Mills, where he was like, you know, this isn't a must. We're not going to say I'll you even go. I mean? I'll even go as far to say if he's sitting there in the mid rounds at round three, I could see the Saints pulling the trigger on a backup offensive lineman like Walker Little from Stanford. Sure. Sure. I mean, our offensive line has injury issues, man. Toronto Armstead, very rare that he plays every game. Pete's always hurt. Um, so, yeah, well, that's fun. All right. Thank, thank you if you made it that's this fun. far with us. Trust yeah. me, it's, yep. uh, it's appreciate to, to want to know this much and to try to, uh, you know, deliver to our, our listeners. And I'm sure a lot of y'all already know this too, but to hear it is it, awesome. So we appreciate we appreciate y'all listening this far. Yep. So uh, we'll wrap this up and we will get back at it on another episode sometime soon, probably talking about whatever's developed with the Saints. Hopefully by the time we have another episode, there's there's more free agent type of activity. We don't have a lot of money, but there's a lot of free agents out there that are good bargain bin type of dudes that the Saints will undoubtedly be targeting. TJ Maxx stopping per se. Maybe fill in some of these needs or wants or whatever that we have, and try to fill as many holes as possible before going into the draft. I see some more moves coming. Not sure what, not sure who, but you know, Saints always do this every year. Find those good, those good value middle class guys, as they say. And maybe so uh, that'll do it. you'll be able to talk some more on the next one too, right? <laughs> Hey, hey, before we got into the deep draft stuff, like, you know, the draft's never been my thing. I mean, I always I always watch, like, the Combine, and I'll read up on some guys, but I'm not, like, spending time watching yeah. film on college guys. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm more, like, watching the Eagles because we got to play them next week, and what? how do we match up versus them? Like, that's that's more so my wheelhouse. So that's like, good. I, I mean, it's good balance for the pod, man. You guys are the you guys are the college you know, but you guys are in the south. College football is king down there, man. It's like the number two most popular sport down there, right? NFL and co- and in a lot of places in the south, it's number one. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah I mean it is. Table. You know, we're 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 in college baseball season right now. I mean, I don't know if you if you Northerners follow that, but you know, I'm I'm in the college I baseball sure right now. Do so, not. Yeah. I, I for me it is, I am it's full blown Washington Capitals season. So the same season's over. Bam! It's a hundred percent hockey season until until hockey's over. Then it's back into football. Oh, oh! I wanted to say um, this. Another name to keep an eye on for the bargain bin right go. now. This is the last of it. Oh, uh, oh okay. Go, go, go. I, I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been re-signed. Uh, but uh, it, it's not going to be anything significant. I don't think. But um, uh, God, what's his name? Alshon Jeffrey. Keep an eye on that. I thought he got signed by the Raiders. Did he? Or was that? 
I could be tripping. I could. You, you, I could totally trip on it. Take that one back. Uh, All right, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> um, but well, you know, I do think that um, he's a free agent. Um, I do think that, and this is something I really hope so. I do think that Quan Alexander could be re-signed later on at oh, yeah, the we'll on the dollar type of deal. Exactly. Let's hope that happens. Is he going to be 100% though? Is he going to be the same guy he was before? It's going to be tough. Yeah, that's true because like his his thing is his athletic ability. You know, like so if he loses that. But you know, whatever. Who cares? Bring If no one wants him, bring him in for him. Five years ago means like your career is over. Nowadays it's like an ACL from five years ago. Right. Well, you think about what y'all just said. You know, you get it from cheap. He's coming off the injury. By the time by the time he's healed enough to land on a team, he's not coming in to be the starter. He could win that job certainly, but at that sure, point, you're exactly. just bringing in some some quality talent, you know. Right. Well, you know, the Cowboys are turning Keanu Neal into a linebacker. Maybe we can do the same thing with Chauncey Gardner Johnson. <laughs> I'm kidding. He'll be playing up, but it, it's silly. Like Keanu Neal is like turning into a linebacker. That seems like a pretty undersized linebacker. Anyway, whatever. But not my team. JOK is only two hundred and twenty pounds, you know, and he's a linebacker. So, what's Keanu Neal? Yeah. He's not that big. You don't think? Uh, let's see. Six one. Six one. One thirty. Two sixteen. Okay, that's same. That's same. Pretty close. Yeah. All right, that'll do it. Yeah. Who that? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, lasting this long with us, and uh, we'll get back at it soon. Who that? Who that?